All right, before I get into my thoughts on the Snyder Cut Justice League movie, I would like any, um, to understand that these are my thoughts. I'm not being influenced by anything else. I do look at things later, which sometimes change my opinions about stuff because I go, oh, yeah, it did happen. But I typically go to these reviews off of my first impression and bam, there you go. So so peep game real quick. I've never used that word um, <laughs> that that tonnage before. I apologize. I'm trying it out. Forgive me, but I just wanted to say it once because I've never had a reason to say it in a sentence ever. But if for fun, just just, just humor me on this one, okay? For fun, just grow up, go up randomly to anyone you know, friends, family, whoever, and while speaking, before you go, okay, like or go, all right, now look, or all right, now. Uh, yeah, like that. And you just say, okay, now just go peep game real quick and see the reaction. <laughs> okay. I would like to congratulate the Justice League Snyder Cut um, for existing. Um, because among anything and everything else, this is a win for fans. Just hope that you sit there and uh, hell, even if someone wants to sit there and go that you whined enough, because that's not technically what what went down. But if you sit there and and really have your all and is incredibly passionate, because you got to use the wordage of passionate, not toxic, because there is a huge fucking difference. No matter what anyone tells you, you're passionate. All right. I'm, I'm congratulating the fans. You were able to do something that is only it's it's slowly making headway but it's some shit that everyone needs to understand and allow to happen and hopefully these studios even though they you know you criticize them all you want pieces of shit but these people do hold the keys to bringing to life your your wonder <laughs> the the things you hold dear so you you would at least want them to listen all they want is your money all you want them to do is listen to you so i i gotta congratulate them on that aspect it is amazing that through sheer force of will, you were able to sit there and even have the option of demanding that they release an alternate version of a movie that came out, let alone the fact that that would also initiate the studio to then go out and fucking do reshoots. I mean, they could have just released the extra scenes that they wanted to in whatever order that he decided um, to put in and that'd be the end of it but they allowed him to reshoot and damn near get like the raw footage of the movie all over again and make it up however he wanted and if you see the movie you'd understand there's huge key differences in this movie that go as far as explaining or leading up to other shit which is pretty cool but yeah like that's that's awesome so definitely got to give credit where credit is due on that aspect having said that I do have some thoughts. I'll have a lot of thoughts, mind you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like this close from saying minge <laughs> in a bad British accent. I don't, just, I'm sorry. But now, when watching this movie, there are, I mean, it's not like I was going to expect it to be incredibly perfect or I was going to think that this was going to be fucking amazing or anything like that i'm not someone who was pushing for the schneider cut i honestly did not mind the first justice league movie to me it was just another superhero movie whatever um but as a movie that was um practical and showcasing all of these characters finally coming together in the justice league standpoint uh no it did not do it any service it, it did it a lot of disjustice and it's that's bad um, especially considering you got shit like the super friends, which has existed way, um, longer and, and, and instilled into more people than the fucking Avengers. I've, I've never heard of the Avengers, um, until the MCU were trying to make it a thing. Uh, well, uh, like a little bit before, because I like Spider-Man, but, um, uh, other than that, there was never a major thing that I've ever known or talked about. But you've had the Super Friends. You've had the Justice League TV show. We've had multiple incarnations of shows, movies, and um, different uh, cartoons that have gave us glimpses at the fucking Justice League. So 
when a movie was meant to be present, yeah, that there was a lot at stake. There, there's a lot of buildup behind it. So we got what we got. And I was okay with it because it was during a time when it was just like, yeah, whatever, comic book movies. But for the Snyder Cut to come out and do what it did, it was like, yeah, cool. They was able to give justice. The dude who was originally supposed to direct it, like Jack Snyder, um, Zack Snyder, was able to do it in the way that he originally intended, I guess. Um, you can say that. <laughs> like you, you can say that. We're not really sure. But... And then they were able to go out, reshoot, and you got a lot of characters to come back for reshoots. You got people who sign better um, contracts to get some deals so they can do more movies later on. And just an overall appreciation of just essentially you, you, you got a shirt, you got it dirty, and you're just washing it. <laughs> you're washing it, and right now we're letting it dry. And we're seeing if we got all the stains out, if we got any of them out, hey, it's whatever. It's okay. So, like I said, I've had some thoughts. I am not someone who wholeheartedly believe that every fucking different scene in this movie is something that was originally designed by Zack Snyder. No, WB has been consistently releasing these movies under heavy scrutiny by the goddamn um, production team and the companies and whatnot. They have been cutting up these fucking DC comic book movies to sit and um, not to sit, but to fit whatever type of um storyline story structure fucking agenda whatever they've been making them fit that way for whatever reason and it's been proving time and time again that it's been fucking up the movie you allow the people who you gave the creative ability to be creative with it you let them go they'll they'll make gold when you sit there and constrain them you you're you're fucking it up um this is a, a clear case in suicide squad and a lot of people might say, well, the extended edition that came on blue. No, fuck you. If you've seen any of the trailers or if you looked at a lot of the stuff in the trailers and whatnot, much like with Justice League, which is something that WB has been consistently doing with these movies as well. They released like um, extended scenes and different cuts to their leisure. So when you had the extended edition of the Suicide Squad, a lot of those scenes you actually didn't see in like trailers or anything like that. But if you look at the trailers for Suicide Squad early on, there's a lot of scenes that are in the trailers that they don't even have as like deleted scenes or extended scenes or nothing like that. So needless to say, there's already there were already different shots and different takes within Justice League that I'm pretty sure they were like cut for time um, because it happens all the time with movies. So to sit there and assume that everything was like, oh, no, this was, you know, this was his video. Like, like every they didn't reshoot every fucking thing. They reshoot some stuff, but they didn't reshoot everything. Come on now. So, you know, it's like um, so that's that's my gripe with the fans. Realistically, is like I wasn't one of those hopefuls who sat there going in being idiotic towards it as um just being like all right yeah no dude dude no like this is all brand new and it's like no this was i saw that part in the trailer they were they should have had that but they didn't because i'm pretty sure it was cut for time and then they were too fucking stupid to realize well we let this shit go in the trailer what the fuck when we put it in the movie oh well, we work backwards <laughs> hell what like on, on suicide squad the scene where joker's supposed to like leave um, with like a gun and like um, he like throws like a gas grenade or something like that. Um, but it's like they cut that scene out entirely, so you're just left to believe that he might have died. Hell, that whole movie's editing is fucking retarded. And it's like you you gotta like someone was working behind the scenes and was like, put this effect in. This looks cool. Let's add the neon lights. I want purple and green to be the theme. Purple and green, please. <laughs> it's I like Suicide Squad <laughs> because I look at it and I go, this could have been good. Every time I look at it, I'll be like, damn, if only, you know, if only someone competent was was behind all of this. <laughs> and I was like, the director had no chance in hell. I was like, oh, we're going to introduce Harley Quinn like three different fucking times. You dumb bitch. <laughs> I wonder what's the character they want us to care about the most. Fucking Harley Quinn. <laughs> Imagine offering Will Smith a goddamn movie as Deathstroke, even though, like, that'd be fucking awesome. Oh, man. Whatever. <laughs> so, again, uh, that was that's my gripe with the fans. It's like, don't sit there and go into this being idiotic. Yes, there are some reshoots, but no, everything that's new was not a reshoot. A lot of this shit is scenes that they just cut out entirely, and they weren't going to tell anybody about it. So, essentially, they just gave Zack Snyder 
full range to reshoot and redo anything that he saw a hole in after he basically tried to piece together this puzzle that was supposed to be the movie that would basically be better than the original movie. I'm not going to say it's his movie. I'm just saying that the movie that he was allowed to make was definitely supposed to be better than the original Justice League movie because for all intents and purposes, they kind of like the Justice League movie is kind of what he wanted. They kind of went in that direction, kind of, but yeah. And it was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And it was like, you know, they were, they were far probably not as close to the chest as he wanted, but I'm pretty sure they were kind of close. So that's, that's, I'm just saying that I'm no way I can prove it. You know, even if he was to tell me, I could sit there and go, yeah, you know, well, you're under contract. And now that you were able to make your version and you can say that this is your version. Yeah. You can say that all day long. Like I had nothing to do with the first one, but again, (laughs) it was like, your name is still on the credits, bitch. (laughs) But yeah, so that's that. But, um, you know, you know, it's cool that they was like, Hey, you do whatever you need to do to make this movie good. And it was like, all right, they need this movie to be this long. Fine. Whatever. Fuck it. People are mad at us. <laughs> it's like, you know, we don't know why. And it was like, cause you keep fucking up shit by editing stuff. But fine. Whatever. Fuck it. We just, we just really want to sell toys. <laughs> and it was like, we can't sell toys right now because everybody's stuck at home. So fine. Whatever. Fuck it. Just, like, if we don't have to worry about selling toys and you can do whatever. Damn. <laughs> and that's what happened. So, but only problem with the fans. Now, problem with the movie and this movie does have problems it is in by no way shape or form perfect if i'm going to do a review i better should do it correctly this movie has two main things that get on my fucking nerves and they are apparent throughout the entire goddamn movie one is the lady who keeps screaming in the goddamn background every time a female does something <laughs> now this annoys me on a um on a on a on an internal level basically from the heart because i'm an ace combat fan and uh if you've played ace combat 7 then you know why every time when she screams i'm basically revved up to do a mission and there's no mission in sight (laughs) but instead there is just female and initially when this was first introduced when the amazons were doing stuff i was like i don't mind it and then it kept going again as every time the amazons did stuff and i was like all right that's kind of excessive then when wonder woman showed up they did it but then it trailed into her theme music and then i went okay now someone who understands sound or a genius in terms of creating a score for a fucking movie would then have the Wonder Woman's theme trail behind every action that she's doing from there on out because you understand that the tribal scream and the beats and the and the drums and all that mixed in with her theme sounded beautiful. Like that shit was awesome. I, I liked I liked the way how it sounded going from the ha ha into the Wonder Woman's theme of like it just it it mixed incredibly well and I liked it. And so then I was like, that's how you keep her theme present. But then you give it that extra flavor that you had in by having the Amazons have their own little separate theme, which then in, in which then entwines and, and makes it um, a different version of Wonder Woman's iconic theme that you've built up with um, within her movies and the other um, DC properties. So that was all for just keeping that, you know, get the tribal drums going on with her thing rather than like what they originally had for her theme. And you just like slow it down a little bit. And I was like, again, it sounded cool as soon as the ah, disappeared and softened up. And then you just mainly heard Wonder Woman's theme and it was cool. But then after that scene of her and hearing her theme, then every chance they fucking got, not even just with Wonder Woman doing stuff, but just every chance they fucking got, you would just hear, ah, 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 ah. and I was like, what the fuck? Why do we keep playing the same thing over and over again? Good Lord, it was so stupid and dumb. And I would just get upset every time I fucking heard it because it would just throw me out of the motion. I just, I could not 
take it. And I was like, why is it the same thing? You could have a soft violin playing right now or something like that, or just the music without the <laughs> part. And then I couldn't understand that this moment is supposed to be a somber moment, but this isn't keeping me excited, nor is it making me pay attention. If anything, I'm just more annoyed that I'm hearing this bullshit again during this scene. And usually when they play it during a scene, the second thing that pissed me off the most in this movie happens. And that is the fucking slow-mo. Listen to me. I want everyone to listen to me really, really well. Slow motion does not equal epicness. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because I've slurred my words. Slow motion does not equal epicness. Just because something is going slow even if you know it should be moving fast, that doesn't mean that you're doing bad. It means that you're doing bad. Not bad isn't good, like, you know, the way black people say it, but bad isn't bad the way it was originally intended. From the king's English, um, you dirty mange. <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't an authentic British accent, so fuck it. Um, but, oh my God, this movie has so many goddamn slow motion scenes and it was just fucking stupid. Like, they were just so stupid and annoying. And it's like, yo, you want to keep me interested in this action? Don't cut to a goddamn slow motion scene. The fact that it kept going to a slow motion scene in every action scene that they have in this movie is atrocious because I don't know why people assume that audiences are stupid um, to the point where it's like, well, if you don't slow things down, they won't understand that they're moving really fast. No, or they won't understand that this scene in particular is supposed to be really fucking cool. Well, if you have it happen so many goddamn times, then none of them will be cool. They'll just be slow, which is the part that like goes way over a lot of movie um, studios heads is that they sit there and assume that just because this is done in slow motion, that means that it's cool. Well, if you have two characters that are moving at supersonic speed and I'm aware that every other character cannot see their movements. So then you slow down what they're doing to where it looks like they're moving slow, almost as if they're underwater. But I know that they're technically going way faster than everyone else. Cool. Fine. This scene is awesome. But every time you have another character fight and in the middle of their fights, there's a slow motion slide, a slow motion jump over someone, a slow motion clash of weapons, a slow motion hanging from a wall, all of this bullshit. Then I'm no longer invested in the concept of slow motion because instead of using it to help a story, to, um, to help an action scene flow better, which in case... If you were to have two people who are really fast, move really fast, and everyone else is unaware or can't move around you, then yeah, you're no longer helping that scene. But when you just have it around to make an action scene seem longer, all you're doing is stretching out the runtime of the fucking movie. It's not making anything happen or go faster. If anything, the alternative, which is now the new precedent, is proven to be a hell of a lot better than anything else, which is to actually speed shit up. Having Wonder Woman do the awesome scene um, when she first originally came into the bank and then they had it where um, now when she, the people were fighting her and she was fighting them, it was just uh, an amazingly fast-paced and action-oriented scene. And she's throwing these people out of the way, blocking bullets with one hand, the ship was going real fast. And it was like, damn, damn, this is what I would expect if you were a regular fucking person looking at Wonder Woman do dirt in real life. And it's like, yeah, this is what I expect you should see. And you just be like, yeah, regular people are so outmatched whenever facing her there's no point in even trying your hand at it but then you get to the part where she was blocking the bullets from the people sitting on the side and i wanted them to correct this when they did it in the first movie but they didn't they just they doubled down on it which case is when the dude started shooting with the automatic uh, with the automatic and she was blocking the bullets and slide across the floor when the shit was moving fast it looked awesome when it was showing her going slow-mo i was like why are you breaking the tension of the action her going fast and the fact that i know that this is an automatic machine gun i don't need you to convey that she's capable of recognizing how fast everything is going by seeing it being done in slow motion I, I'm, I know she's able to keep up with it. She, she does that. She fucking blocks bullets. So what, what the hell are you doing? So goddamn stupid. And this shit is abundant in the entire damn movie. And again, it throws off so much of the action. As well, as like I said, it's an added bonus 
to the speedster characters within the movie Superman and Flash. And with Flash, definitely so. I don't understand why they didn't just think to make that the only mechanic that works for Flash and only Flash because it makes so much goddamn sense because of how fast he is and how fast he recognizes and perceives everything. Yes, it would make sense that just certain moments and certain aspects without him just being in regular life, he see things go faster than normal people. And that would be totally cool when they first introduce him and he's like trying to get a job at a dog walking place. And he's like, he tries to pet the dog and the dog barks at him and then everything goes in slow motion. He's like, whoa, he's like, uh, sorry, I'm late. And he bumps into the girl and everything and he sees her and all that. It's like, yeah, that's cool. And it fits with his character. So when everything else is happening, it's all going around in slow motion and then he's able to recognize it and see it and pick it up. It makes sense because he's the goddamn speedster character. <laughs> like he can go super fast. But then you had the Amazons trying to run away with the mother box. And then you had the mom slide out from the doors in slow motion. like, ah! And I was like, bitch, this isn't making it more actiony. This is just, it's taken a while. And I was like, she's going to get through the, the doors. Like, you're not, we're not dumb. We're not sitting here. You're like, no longer will people see scenes like this and sit at the edge of their seat, biting their nails going, will, will she make it? And it was like, we, we know she's going to make it don't milk it though they're like this, this shit has been done before and it's like you're not doing this shit the first time like you're, you're not going to be the first person's ever doing some shit like this so stop acting as if you are so using slow motion to that like for that extent so for like so much was just an abuse <laughs> of the goddamn effect of slow motion and it drawn out it drew out so much of the movie and it was just unnecessary for it to even do that but it took away a hell of a lot um there's a lot of parts in this movie where it's like clearly um scenes that were added on and whatnot but it's like yeah you really didn't need that even for this i get that you wanted to add scenes but you really didn't need that superman walking through his ship and hearing his dad's both of his dad's um speeches from the man of steel movie being retold to him or whatever and in, in tandem you didn't need that you really didn't um they kind of had a better justification than the first justice league to me just uh he got his memory back so then he went back fine you know he talked to his mom he was like he gotta go back and she was like i understand like it's, it's who you are it's what you're meant to do cool all that jazz him having a slow somber look before he got his suit so he can wear the black suit and whatever yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, like, you want a reason behind him wearing the black suit and make it seem special and whatnot. Sure, fine, but also think that you're kind of like, you know, stroking off your own dick because you just love the Man of Steel. It's it's your movie. Hell, even in this movie, you have super, the first thing he does is fly up into space and gives his Jesus pose again. And it's like, you're wasting time. They're fighting for their lives right now to save the whole planet. And you want to go up into space and do a pose? why and it was like again did the same shit on man of steel learned nothing <laughs> it was like learn nothing from that mistake uh had so many moments of lois lane being mopey um but at the same time unimportant until it was necessary for her to deal with superman but you really could have really you could have condensed the shit that she was going through we didn't need to see her walk through the rain after she got coffee because she um ritualistically goes to superman's grave um well she goes to the little monument uh where um where his uh, monument used to be and she just basically sits there and it like stands there and is sad again not nessa uh like it, it was kind of like it wanted to it it fit in the new route they were going with dealing with lois lane but i still thought that what they did on justice league was actually a hell of a was it made more sense with it being that batman understood that yeah way to a way to get superman back would be to use lois lane because duh it was like just just my trump card in case when he wakes up there's something that goes wrong but with this one it was kind of like a hey happy coincidence and it was like the day that she finally decides to get over him, go back to work. Just her last time visiting the monument morning and being sad. She's going to go home, and like go back to work, be the reporter, be the annoying reporter that she's always been. Yeah, what, lay, uh, Lois Lane, Lois, Lois, Lois Lane. And then she walks up to the, like she's leaving the monument and an explosion happens and Superman comes back. Lucky, lucky Lois Lane. <laughs> so as soon as she gets over morning, she he comes back. 
rather than it being like the surprise, like because he's fucking Batman, he knew Lois Lane would do it the trick. Like we didn't get that, but then eh, whatever. But again, because of that, we had to deal with so much of her just moping around and being in mourning to drive home the fact that she goes and visits this fucking monument. So when he goes to visit the fucking monument, it explains why she would be there. But again, I would personally would have preferred it being the Batman thing. Batman kind of took a, they kind of watered him down in this movie. There was like, they had him do shit that was like, yeah, action wise, Batman. But, um, then it was like, a. it was just the, the, the concept of, um, like having him be more of a hopeful, happier Batman. He's no longer the dark, brooding guy that we got from the other movies, who's now ashamed at the fact that it's because of him that he like he believes Superman lost his life, but at the same time, he also knows that he's not the one who's meant to lead the Justice League team. He's not the person that would be the great defender for Earth or anything like that. That's what Superman should be. That's what he's for. So, yes, I can put the team together, but I'm not the person that's meant to lead it. And at the same time, I can get you all to do what I need you to do, but you're not going to like how I work because that's what that's who that's who Batman is. Um, and I thought the first movie captured that perfectly. Um, they, they took out the part of him essentially just kind of it's my way of the highway and doing everything. Everyone has their own personal stake into working together. But at the same time, Batman is like, yeah, we're we're going we're gonna to work together, but under my terms. Um yeah, and like uh, hell, even pushing Wonder Woman, who's really um, antagonistic towards doing what they're doing in order to wake up Superman in the first place, and Batman pushing her by kind of bringing up uh, Steve and um, and all that uh, and all her back uh, history with him and how she feels and how she closed herself off and all that, and it's like, yeah, that makes sense, and it's like that's what Batman does. So even even at that point, it was like everyone else in that scene recognized what he was doing. It was like, yeah, you were being a dick. But you were right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you, your way of doing it was like, yeah, you didn't need, like, you were being a dick to do that. And it was like, yeah, but it got, like, it got her to do it, right? Like, she understands, right? <laughs> it was like, all right, okay. And it's like, but that's who Batman is, you know? You cut out the bullshit, get to get to what the, the bare necessities. And it's like, yo, you might not like it, but hey, that's, that's the thing with him is that unlike the rest of you, he's human. He's just crazy, <laughs> but he he's human, but he's also crazy. And that also took out of a dynamic from the movie that I actually enjoyed. And they did it in the beginning of this one and there's like other smaller moments, but I wanted there to be more and I want them to keep that part in because it helped out with that concept because I am a firm believer of Bruce Wayne of um, Bruce Wayne and Batman being together with Wonder Woman. Why? Because it just makes fucking sense. Also, I watched the Justice League TV show when I was younger. So, yes, and it just makes fucking sense. A woman who's all powerful and all strong and is around these people with these amazing abilities all the goddamn time, seeing a regular human man doing whatever he can to to make right a town that is just so horribly broken and wrong, despite the fact that he's only limited by the fact that he's human and he just keeps trying and trying and trying, but he stand next to God and he helps them as well as they go to him for, um, for, um, advice or, um, for help or for information and like that. It's the perfect type of person to be with Wonder Woman, a literal fucking God. So when you have them build a relationship, I'm all smiles. You know, unlike the, the DC's um, animated movie series where they tried to be dumb and they had Wonder Woman date Superman because she was like, oh, he's something like above a God. And it's like, really? Wouldn't he just be really more so like a God more than anything else? No, there's just something special about Superman. And it's like, all right, that's just fucking weird. And then you just have Wonder Woman constantly going around talking about like, like woman power stuff and Superman just being like, well, I don't know. I'm just kind of a, I'm just in the news board. I'm just news reporting. I'm Clark Kent. Look at me. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we broke up. It's okay for an interview with Lois. Like, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> DC animated universe is stupid. Um, but hell, by taking out that part when Wonder Woman got upset at um, Bruce Wayne when they were arguing in the first original Justice League, you take away that that makeup moment where essentially she goes to apologize and then she sees his scars and everything, utilizing and realizing like this dude basically is killing himself 
all because he's doing what he thinks is right. And he, he's never going to stop. And it's like, you got to admire something like that, which then builds more to the foundation of them actually being together. So why get rid of that scene? You should have left that in there. That that should have stayed in there. And I was like, yeah, but it also adds to the desperation in the concept of who Batman is. When, like you take that away and you kind of had him doing shit where it was like he was kind of going with the motions rather than being the one who was aware of the danger, but it was necessary which is a major Batman motif. I'm aware of the danger that this might cause me or certain individuals, but it's for the good is for the greater good. Therefore it must happen. And by taking that out, I was like, uh, you, you, you're killing me a little bit. Yeah. You, you're killing me a little bit. You already established this as a Batman that kills and he has no qualms about it. So why then not double down on the hardened aspect of his character? Let that be something that sets him apart from the other Batman out there. You ain't got to make him brooding to fit with the darkness of the new DC universe, but you do have to establish and allow for the fact that, yes, Batman would have a different way of viewing things than everyone else because he's Batman. He, he has to have a different way of looking and viewing everything. Then you also have the... Um, what they did to Arthur Morgan and, and just even with the ha, 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 and just song selections in general, this movie was in no way, shape or form something to look at and was like, you know, I'm kind of hyped at certain moments. There were certain moments in the movie where I was bored. I was interested. Well, I wasn't bored. I was interested in what was going on. And it was like they had a lot of shit happening that was like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. I'm interested. But it it didn't feel long. But it was like when it was over, I was like, yeah, that was long. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was long. It didn't feel long while I was watching it, but yeah, that was long. And at the same time, I was like, yo, just listening to the music. This didn't make me happy that the Justice League was coming together. They didn't have moments where I was like, damn, Justice League together. It was just like, this movie is trying to make you feel sad for some reason. Like, why is every song in the background something that's sad and depressing? They, they immediately, when the movie comes on, you can tell, you can see the huge color difference from the original to this by just the, that goddamn Zack Snyder gray tone being slapped in front of everything where it's like, yeah, all the world is gray now. <laughs> it's like, this looks like a fucking NF music video. <laughs> There's no blue skies in this world and it is so horrible <laughs> it's like yo there's there's nothing wrong with having the color stick out wonder woman appearing out of nowhere without being battle damaged or nothing like that and i was like but her armor looks gray and dingy i was like it should be shiny and bright gold <laughs> in certain places but it's not what's up with that and it's like well you want to stick that effect right on there because that lets you know that i did it you know and it's like well what if you had that effect on there but then also took it off of certain um aspects of um different characters and whatnot that way when you see them they would stick out more you're talking shits <laughs> you're talking straight up bullshits so that was annoying oh but getting back to aquaman um aquaman's character the them doing what they did with him was cool like there's nothing wrong with that unlike the other two in this movie who essentially got extended um info dumped out onto you because which again makes sense um you had to essentially give the origin story like a quick a quick little summarized origin story to three different characters all at the same time and while in that said origin story also have a greater threat that will entice all of them to come together and work together to um then defeat said greater threat but at the behest of kind of skimming over what makes them them and why they do what they do. So I can see that with all of the extra scenes, which was necessary to help establish and flesh out these characters in order to um, have them do what they do. Uh, yeah, this movie would not have been the original, like what, one thirty or two hour runtime. Yeah, four hours would, seems right. <laughs> Hell, you got that scene of... um cyborg listening into his dad talk about what all he's capable of doing and then he gives this poor lady some money but nobody else knows oh, that poor poor lady it's like she just been suffering and suffering and suffering and cyborg gave her money and it's like oh it's like you kind of broke the law dude but whatever who cares <laughs> and it's like she's happy oh, i hope she don't get robbed uh, but she's happy she also got evicted but she's happy um so 
you have, you know, you have to have, you have more stuff going on with uh, Barry Allen in terms of him just trying to live life, but at the same time dealing with his father and just not being sociable or having any friends or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, like I, I miss my dad. And it's like, what he's going through is wrong. And it's like, I can't help him, but I, I, I can do stuff, but I'm not using it or anything like that. And it's like, I'm smart and I'm doing all this, but it's like, no one's giving me a chance. And, and like you said, like, I just, I need friends. <laughs> so yeah. Like, it's like, you have that. And then in comparison, you have Aquaman, which basically got the same amount of info dump as he did from the first movie, which considering that his movies already came out, which dealt with him. Yeah, that's about right. But they're at their, the way how they handled him in this movie, I felt was unjust considering how he is in his own movie, as well as how his character was from the first Justice League movie. Yeah. Toning him down to being kind of like the one who's against everything that's happening. Just like, hey, I don't trust nobody. I don't, I don't trust anyone but myself. Yeah, I'm kind of the wild. I'm the wild card. You know, but like, rah, rah, nah, nah. and it's like in the first movie that worked. But then that wild card element like did wonders for when they were fighting. And then you have like, you know, him saying the jokes and being the um being kind of funny in terms of like, yo, I accept everything that's going on, but I'm still up on the fence about, you know, letting everything happen the way that it's happened. I don't really trust any of you. I don't really trust all of like anything that's happening, but I'm, I am nicer. Hell, the part where he touches the lasso of truth and then he talks about like how they're all going to die and everything. And that like, and it was like, that was funny. But then he was like laughing and then like, you know, and they were laughing and he was like, no one heard that. It's like they, they had moments that kind of broke away that tension, which, again, happens in his movie because, yeah, he's not this stone cold character. They they gave light to his character because he does have a light, um, a lighted aspect. And it's like everything about him wasn't just grunge and death and dark, but that is the Zack Snyder way. Sorry to say. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but yeah it's like so having it like even um what when he saved the guy on the boat during the storm brought him into the bar took the whole bottle of whiskey then walked out into the dock during during a storm to swim out into the ocean again um also side note why does he hate shirts you know because he keeps wearing them and then they show him wearing them, but then he takes them off to go into the water and it's like it, it seems like you can still keep your shirt but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, just seems like a waste of a shirt. Like, why put it on if you're just gonna not wear it anyway? Um, I don't know. But uh, just then, uh, and then like when he walked across the pier, they played this soft, sad, depressing music. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I, it was like, it didn't need to be the exact rock theme that they had on the first movie, but they still needed to draw into the fact of like, yeah, this Aquaman is different. He's awesome. He's going out there helping and saving people, but at the same time, he just—he's a renegade that plays by his own rules. I'm assuming he had sex with those girls in the beginning, which is why they were singing when he left. And the one of them walked up and smelling his sweater because he don't like clothes. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it smelled like the sea. Um, like, like so, yeah, he maybe slept with them or something. Don't know, don't care. That was also a weird added scene that was unnecessary. Uh, but it happened. But yeah, I was like, why didn't they leave in the rock theme or much or better yet, the theme that they play later when he's fighting the parademons and he's like in the air, cyborg catches him and he goes, my man. And then he throws him and all that, which is a cool scene. I'm glad they kept it and they didn't take it away. Hell, even um, they should have kept in where he lands on the Batmobile and he like, yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is awesome. This is epic. Yeah. And it was like, they, they could have kept that in. And it was like, then look at Batman. It was like, you really are crazy. And I was like, yeah, because you're a human doing this bullshit. And it's like, I got superpowers. But yeah, and it was like uh, they could have had that theme playing when he was up in the air fighting. And it was like having that play when he was walking across the pier, and that just kind of be like a little small pseudo theme music for Aquaman leading into his movie and whatnot. Because let's not forget, these movies are dealing like the, the, you know they're going to have other movies about these characters later on. So still use that or still have that in the back of your head when you're doing shit like we're still gonna have him later on in his movie and in his movie it's a good old romp <laughs> it's a romp of a good time if you will you know they have crazy action moments he's always quick with the quips and they have ridiculous funny shit happen all the time so yeah that's 
it's cool to have him walk out and be like, like, and it's like, it ain't gotta be no upbeat, crazy, happy-go-lucky rock song. It was like, yeah, it could have been a little bit darker, but it's like, it didn't need to be no soft tone, as if he's depressed to go into the water. I was like, Jesus Christ, no. I was like, he just, he don't give a fuck. That's his problem. He doesn't give a fuck. And then he doesn't give a fuck until his movie, which happens after this movie. So let him still not not give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, don't make it seem like he's depressed to be in the ocean. Hell, when he goes to the spot he goes to, it makes sense because he's like, I just like coming here. It's quiet. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'd like coming here because it's quiet. But it's like, by other means, something is interrupting him. But it's like before then, he was just on his own merry way, just I'm Aquaman, bitches. Had that <laughs> something. And I was like, oh, the music choice in this movie was just really, really abysmal because everything was just incredibly sad. And I was like, why is it trying to make everything sad? Everything shouldn't feel sad. It shouldn't, not at all. But it just, it just kept pushing it. And it was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Ugh. Now then, I'm going to get into the good. <laughs> Having said that, I might say, no, I'm ragging on this movie, but no, I actually did like this movie. So I'm about to get into the good. But before I do that, um, I'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay, now I get back to it. So I've been bitching and moaning about the Schneider Cut for a while. So what exactly did you even like about it, goddammit? Hey, this movie was actually really good. It wasn't no, it, it wasn't um hugely different from the original, but goddammit, the differences that they did make gravely improved this fucking movie. I mean, gravely improved this fucking movie. I, I didn't think it was necessary for Superman to stick with the black suit, but, um, hell, it would have been better if it was like, you know, for this moment, he was wearing a black suit, but then he went back, because, you know, why not change the game every once in a while? Um, <laughs> you know, spice things up. Uh, but the stuff that they did have in this movie was dope. The constant, um, uh, basically constantly bringing out different elements that added on and let you know like they're going to do other movies that'll have more and more concepts or is all steeped within the multiverse and then yes they do mention the multiverse which was a hugely good thing unlike the fucking dumb MCU which can't even would cognitively can't even do that it's like yo you're dealing with the multiverse theory no we're doing time travel it's just we don't really understand time travel but we're doing time travel you're doing multiverse theory and you're doing damn travel. And it's like you straight and like DC straight up out of the gate goes that dark side is dealing with time travel. And then they then put on the importance of earth by giving it the anti-life theory, um, which is something that he's been gravely looking for, which then adds on to more times in which dark side will be coming back to earth or more things that's going to take place with dark side heading up to earth because of the fact, much like how comics should be, there's more than one villain doing more than one thing. So then you have Lex Luthor going around hiring motherfuckers, but now he knows Batman's secret identity. Oh shit. <laughs> and it's like, I'm pretty sure Lex Luthor doesn't know or care about what dark side got going on. He's aware but, like, that's not his thing. <laughs> Dark Side is someone else. Lex Luthor is someone else. But he got his own thing that's going to happen. And so what if what's Lex Luthor's doing going to get Lois Lane killed, which leads to Superman becoming evil? Hey, who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. But, again, that's like how comic books should be. So why not make your movie just like that as well? And then you have the individual movies of every other character deal with their own thing. But at the same time, you also just let you know in the background, hey, other villains are doing other villain shit. So maybe they might get together. Maybe they won't. Or maybe what one villain does coincide with what another villain does. And then bad times for the hero all around. Yes, that's what you want out of your movies. You don't want to heed everything up to them fighting just one particular villain at the very end. And then when that clash finally happens and then it all goes through, you then continue on your series with no real direction. And you just pray that everyone will sit there and go, nah, this is still good for nostalgia's sake. <clears throat> I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just making a statement. Just making a statement. Again, the MCU should re-fucking start. Why won't the MCU re-fucking start? Yes, make TV shows about characters or whatever, but then let those TV shows be just, this is what this character is going to do now that the aftermath of what happened with Thanos is over with. And then you let that shit die, then you redo the MCU, and then you include mutants. 
That's it. And it'd be the perfect time to do this with all the BLM stuff. I'm sorry that I have to include the Black Lives Matter stuff into this. But if you're talking about the soulless cell boys at Disney, cell boys, <laughs> the soulless monsters at Disney selling and cashing in on shit during any point in time in history, because this is what they fucking do, taking any tragedy, any incident or any um, social um, social commentary that they can think of and then marketing that to help and benefit them. Let's not forget, Disney used to make war propaganda cartoons as well as um, a whole bunch of fucking uh, creepy ass animated movies and stuff um, as well that was sitting there trying to shell out um, different um, opinionated propagandas or way how kids or to mold how children think. Why not cash in on the aspect of one of the biggest hot issues right now in today's time being racism? And then you utilize the actual metaphor of racism within the property of the Marvel comics. So you, during in the movies to then justify and get more people to come see the movies like, yo, have it to where you have a bunch of these good guys that everyone knows and loves now played by different people in different circumstances in a different world now have to deal with mutants and the mutants are basically perceived and considered bad while the good guys that they know and love are considered good but then we see the mutants as actually being good people so then what exactly is the problem here and hey we just again boiling it down to racism damn it and it's like it it's all the cards are right there but you're just so fucking stupid what was I talking about again? Oh, right. I'm talking about something that DC's doing right while, <laughs> while MCU is doing wrong. DC actually admitting a mistake and going back and fixing that mistake. That's a that's a good thing. So MCU got way too much money to burn, so they don't really need to admit shit. That's not good, but that just means that they're going to make another Captain Marvel. Fuck. <laughs> Does this mean that DC is now going to be far more care like a hell of a lot more careful? When they're doing their movies or going about doing stuff, let's see. We let people take free range over movies and we really give them no control or no um, no substance or like no like helping factors or no um, outward influences to sit there and let them know like, hey, you know, this doesn't really make any fucking sense considering the character. And you have the, the Birds of Prey movie. You have um, the one, the second Wonder Woman movie, and it's like you look at the fan appreciation and the and um and how people um receive those movies, and then you compare that to everything else, and then it's like yeah, people are hyped for the next Batman movie way more than anything, considering the fact that all they got was just a goddamn teaser trailer, and that was enough, and it's just him. It's not a group thing. It's not even connected to the newer movies. It's just him when he was younger. Shit. What 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 happened? You know? <laughs> look at the, the Joker. Joker standalone thing doing its own thing. And it's like, look what happened. They actually cared about the product and they made it the way how they wanted to. What happened? They weren't trying to shovel in something down your throat or nothing. They just made a movie and they did it really good. What happened? I just learn from your fucking mistakes. And it's like, yo, the Snyder Cut is a is a good step in the right direction of that. Um, hell, it's like what I was originally talking about because I don't remember I went on a tangent. Ooh, baby, a lot of way. Um, uh, you had um the extra stuff with um Cyborg and Flash was cool and much needed because hey it gave more depth to exactly what they're doing what why they're there and you know and gave them far more significance than just jokes or angry i'm, I'm, I'm mad my daddy made me robot i'm mad <laughs> always on time <laughs> gave you my uh baby be mine it's like no 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 um it's like they gave them stuff, and like I said before, like there was a lot of scenes that were unnecessary. But no, it was it was cool. It was a like I said, it was a much needed um, info dump for these characters before they get their own little thing, their own little movies or whatnot or what have you. And I'm cool with that, it's considering the fact that they were given so much damn time to work with. Why not use it as best as you could? If you want to stretch out your movie to be four hours long because you want to give a bunch of info scenes um uh, origin scenes i mean <laughs> to these characters because how else you're going to explain their sudden appearance within this movie when 
every other character has been introduced by their own volition separately, fine, whatever, who cares? That's that's cool. I have no problem with that. Uh, the movie itself had way better pacing when it came to the action. Um, if it just wasn't for those fucking slow-mo scenes, I swear to God, other than that, <laughs> like it just way better pacing if he just would have stuck with it stuck with his guns it would have did a hell of a lot better it did a lot more in terms of um establishing these characters uh, basically coming to their own being their own superheroes rather than have them fumble about doing it in terms of just even trying to trust people um like with with aquaman and it was like he didn't want to help but realistically you mentioned his mom and you talk about what's right and you were seeing that throughout the entire movie, he does what's right. He's just too cool for school, but he does what's right. And so and I was like, when you give him the option, tell him, hey, it's what's right. And it's like, fuck, whatever, man. And it's like, yeah, he'll say whatever, but guess what he's going to go do? He's going to go do what's right. So yeah, that, that was cool. But, um, you know, like that, that's okay. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, criticize this movie to death because again it's not that different from the original and it ain't nothing new especially if you've seen the original justice league movie it's then you know it's not as campy as that movie and it's a hell of a darker tone but that is the jack snyder way um <laughs> like it's, it's what they say is the jack snyder way um zack snyder way uh, i said jack snyder i apologize for that one but it's the zack snyder way but again that is uh, well, it's not a plus or a negative, but essentially, now that we have this um, darker tone added to it, it gave it it like because it's not that campiness as the first one, and they wanted to stick darker. That's fine, but they could have kept some of the jokes and whatnot to let you know like these different characters have these different personalities, regardless of them being in the same group together. But it fits, and it was a nice welcome. Um, Flash. Having the jokey aspect that he had, um, being Barry Allen, was totally cool. And it was like, well, how are we going to stop this? And he, with the power of love, like, duh. <laughs> and, and it was like, and he looked at him. He was like, I mean, you know, with the power energy that comes from this calculated and all that. But, you know, and it was like, yeah, when he said he said, it was funny. It was like, I, I like some of the jokes that they had on there, the newer jokes and whatnot. But there were certain, certain parts that I felt that they could have left in that were actually good dynamics in the original movie but they took those out and those were disappointing but the stuff that they did leave in the different change in the concept of the story um dealing with the multiverse theory then dealing with the anti-life um uh with dealing with the multiverse system and then having the anti-life theory being present in this which is two major dc things that deal with these characters um that involve all of these characters and whatnot is was awesome and i was like and it leads and it helps you understand that there's going to be a hell of a lot more movies later on having dark side then go well we're not going to use the mother box to conquer this planet we're going to go about it the old ways but now that i know for sure that the anti-life theory is here yeah i need to do something about that and it's like but again they were skeptical because of the fact that superman was alive so how they're going to go about doing whatever they're going to be doing is going to be very interesting to see. This movie allowed that to be something to ponder, to think about, to question. Much like the early days of the MCU, when you watch the movie, you sat there and go, when this all comes to a head, I'm going to enjoy it. And so what this movie, what this one did, what the Zack Snyder cut did, actually gave that same feeling of, of whimsy realistically you know that that wonderment wonderment no that that feeling of wonder in terms of going hey you know i can't wait for the next movie that'll be connected to this i want to know more about what's going to go on like i said by having lex luther go around doing what he's doing and then you have dark side trying to do whatever he's doing the anti-life theory the introduction of the multiverse they can take these the series and make it do whatever the hell they want. They can introduce the Justice Lords. You can have it to where Darkseid just be this close before he gets the anti-life theory. And then a, a boom tube opens up from another dimension. And then it's like it's a, it's another Batman and Superman or something like that that have actually came to get the anti-life um, equation. And they beat Darkseid to it. And then he's like, what's happening? You know, shit like that. You can do whatever the hell you want because they basically gave themselves no limitations which is what the comics already have so it's like all right 
now that we got ourselves no limitations, you can also do things. Hey, here's a crazy ass thought. Have a different universe structured around a different director, which at one point in time is supposed to cross over or meet Zack Snyder's Justice League. Have a different direct, like, you know, get James Gunn to direct um, one of the Justice League's movies or something. He's good at having a team up. I know it's, it would be, you know, cliche to say just because he did Guardians of the Galaxy, he should do Justice League. But I mean, it's James Gunn. I see no wrong with him. But yeah, you know, like have him do a different version of the Justice League that eventually might cross over in one little one-off movie where him and Zack Snyder team up, do a little crossover, and then be done with it. Yeah, whatever, you know? It's like you have an infinite amount of possibilities. But the fact that this movie allowed itself to have an infinite amount of possibilities rather than it just being, you got this dude going around screaming about mother all the time and he's trying to get the boxes and you're not really sure why and then is there even a dark side? But this one, a clear-cut religious zealot of dark Dark side who tried to usurp him was proven wrong and then it was like just wants to get back in his good graces but literally has the debt of like 50,000 planets to conquer <laughs> it's like which is a big fucking debt but these people just go around conquering planets so that's a it's a whatever <laughs> but yeah and as I actually like that you know they gave a little far more depth to Steppenwolf than the other movie ever really did having him just be religiously devout to dark side, but it's been proven time and time again. Like, just, can I come home? Like, can I, I want to be by your side again. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's like, no, you will do what you need to do. And he, I found the anti-life equation. And, you know, and it's like, it It was cool. Like, it, it just, I'm, I felt that it was cool. I'm not the biggest DC fan, but I can appreciate a movie that did well especially in trying to please the fans or please the people that you know are going to go watch it. A movie that basically would admit we made mistakes. Can we please go back and do it again? Yes, 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 and more yes. I would love to see movies continue to do this from now on. Hey, you keep fucking up. Keep doing it until you get it right. I know some of you people are probably thinking, well, I'm not going to keep spending money to see the same movie over and over again. Well, realistically, you're not. You're just paying to see a bunch of movies because they're all released, going to be released streaming anyway. And if they do go into theaters, there are other ways of watching them. <laughs> but I digress. But it actually, it, it just, it was a cool movie to see because of the fact that of why it came to be personally um much like when watching the sonic movie where it was like hey fan outcry this is what happens when you listen to fan outcry hey fans loved it people loved it it's doing well i guess fan outcry is actually a real fucking thing yeah who knew but the transformers made a bunch of money michael bay knows how to make blockbusters it's what he does best he knows how to make a movie that'll make people sit down and fucking watch it it doesn't matter what's in it <laughs> he just knows how to make a movie that does that and good to him good on you mike but those transformer movies are shit well um everything after the first two i don't mind the first two as much as the rest of them if it comes off as these random transformers movies that just give respect to that long overdue ip of of transformers um yeah the first two i don't mind i actually have the first two movies um well what the fallen is a horrible concept yes he is but i don't mind the second movie i just i don't mind that and it's like yeah i can ignore the fallen what about those two racist cars yeah I again don't mind that because i've been in the movie theater when that movie came out and i heard the children laughing and it was like yeah on the money they were like they tested positive with children so we left those racist ass robots in there yeah and it did test positive with children and it's like whose fault is that the parents of the children <laughs> it's like what those parents do they grew up watching transformers and they're here now looking at this movie <laughs> So that's their, this is all their fault. There's nothing to do with Michael Bay. Test audiences. That's what they fucking do. They judge everything off test audiences. I could have told you that shit was racist. Hell, even after, he kept constantly doubling down on that shit by having different robots have different accents. Why the fuck would the Transformers need accents? And then there were thick accents that were hard to understand in regular plain English, which made you question even more, why would you do that? as a design choice, <laughs> like period in a movie. I just wanted someone who spoke Japanese to play a Bugatti 
Samurai Transformer. I, I can't begin to tell you how fucked up it is what you just said. But again, why <laughs> would you want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so above and beyond, like no matter what, at the end of the day, the best thing about this movie is that, hey, fans were able to get something. You know, they was able to they were able to go back and do something and they got it right. This movie is not phenomenal. It is not amazing. It is literally it is damn near the exact same movie, just with a lot of extra added features, which help develop and bring out the story as to what it should have been in the first fucking place. But again, this movie needed to be four hours long, which the original one was not. So clearly they are very advantageous on that aspect. And you got to give it to them, though, because those is like it's it's one of those things where it's like you tell someone, hey, it's over four hours. I mean, really, it's because like three fifty something because, you know, credits. Um, it's really like three fifty something. Um, but credits. And it's like, hey, it's damn near four hours long. And they'll look at you and go, I'm not going to sit and watch a damn near four hour long movie. And it's like, no, it it's four hours. But you're not going to sit here and go, boy, is this over with yet? No, you're going to sit there and be like, okay, well, this is happening. This happened. It was keeping me entertained. Keep me in, at attention. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm following. I'm following. I'm following. It's over with. Okay. Wow. I sat through that for four fucking hours. Hmm. Interesting. It can be done. It will be done. People are going to be happy about this. People are definitely happy about this. And above all else, I really... I could care less about the movie. I don't mind it, but they're just, well, one, I love the, the Joker part at the end because of just how that dialogue exchange went down. But, um, I mean, like you, you mentioned Robbins to me and then like, you, you got me, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm putty in your hands, <laughs> but you know, there's nothing, this movie didn't do anything new. It didn't do anything groundbreaking. It's not that different from the original, but it had extra features would help develop the story as to what exactly they need to happen later on and everything. And it was like, yeah, that's cool. But above all else, I just have to feel proud at the fact that proud of, I said proud, that's a strong word really, but I have to feel happy at the fact that, Hey, people wanted justice league done better. And they heard them. WB heard them. And then they went, okay, let's try <laughs> to give it a shot. And they did it, and I can already assure you, this is going to do well. This is going to do incredibly well. Hell, so much so, I was more for, I was more so looking forward to watching this than I was the Falcon and the Winter, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I got cotton mouth. Oh, I ran out of my drink. Fuck. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, and it's like, yeah, because I just wanted to see exactly what the fuck they was going to do with this. <laughs> so that's whatever. Um, but again, I digress. It's just, you know, got to give nothing but absolute praise to the fact that, hey, this is a good sign that in the future we will have more movies that will basically understand this concept. Fans will dictate whether or not your shit will go down in history as utter garbage or as something that was amazing. Critics also can decide this, but now we're in an age right now where fan input outweighs critic input <laughs> people still go to rotten tomatoes but no one gives a fuck if something is 100 percent certified fresh they just you know they just use that as a bumper to kind of push themselves but realistically critics are the last things that we need but you know but the fan outcry the people who actually live and breathe these characters who love these characters to death take a seat with these motherfuckers and sit there and ask them okay how do i not fuck this up Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> what you're going to want to not do is show um, <laughs> um, Wonder Woman be with Superman, all right? Now, if you establish all this time that her and Lois, that him and Lois Lane are an item and they just ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Any any other any other woman get in that mix, you're just going to, mm -mm, you're just going to spoil the whole galosh. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Justice, yeah, so Snyder's um, cut adjusted league, cool, interesting, 
glad it happened. I can't wait for other DC properties to come out because realistically to build on everything the Snyder Cut was able to convey and establish is just going to be nothing but a pus, um, plus, a plus, <laughs> cotton mouth, sorry. It's going to be nothing but a plus, and I can't wait for that. And like, I'm happy to see stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not super excited, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Well, I'm super excited for the, the, the Batman movie that's going to come out. I, it's one of the things where it's like you hear someone screaming and yelling in the kitchen for Thanksgiving while they're cooking, and they just like, like get the fuck out of the kitchen. I'm tired of your ass. It's like, you know, I'm tired of you. And you sit there and know, like, damn, that's going to be some good cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> like damn they gonna cook up a, they cooking up a storm in there they are pissed like this shit gonna taste amazing and you know when food is good and it's like they sit there and point out the imperfections in the food but you don't even taste it i use a little too much nutmeg I'm, 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 these greens are good <laughs> it's like nah i normally don't put nutmeg in there but i did and then i was like you know, i just tried something new and i put too much and, it's, and ruined it fucked it up no delicious <laughs> You said cornbread and collard greens. Are you black? You black bastard? You black? I, I just hear your voice. Are you black? You better tell me. You got to tell me if it's entrapment. You black bastard, black some bitch bastard, bitch bastard hiding behind your blackness. Ooh, this nigga crazy. <laughs> well, then, this is, this is, um, is going to be another end to another episode of Fun with Flame. Um... Happy for everyone who got what they wanted for the Snyder Cut so we could finally put that meme to rest. Um, really happy that Warner Brothers doubled down and basically was willing to put forth the effort to actually fix a fuck-up like the Justice League. Um, I'm also happy at the notion that essentially everyone will now know, hey, reduce, you know? Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. And then hopefully I can get... And like all of this eventually will trickle down into me getting the actual Spider-Man movie that the world rightfully deserves. One that's mixed with a Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and with a, le- a hell of a lot less unnecessary drama that just does absolutely nothing as well as fight scenes within fucking New York City, not around New York City. So this has been Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. And as always, good people, I hope you had fun.